Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by InsideTexas.com publisher, Eric Nolene. Uh, this is the state of the program brought to you by the folks over at the Lowy Law Firm. Each and every week, uh, Eric and I talk about the uh, Longhorn program from that 30,000-foot view uh, down and, and try to take the bigger pieces and uh, digest exactly what they mean. Uh, Eric, you and I talked before this one, uh, before this show, uh, and what we really want to talk about today is parse a little bit of what Steve Sarkeesian said in that Monday press conference, because he really came out and said three things that he wanted to go down uh, on uh, and talk about. Red zone efficiency on offense. We've talked about it. Texas just 11 of 25 scoring touchdowns in the red zone so far this year. Turnovers. He wants more turnovers from his defense. Not necessarily interceptions, Eric, but turnovers caused by hits and fumbles. Yeah. And then the third one, it was a combination of breakdowns on defense with consistency on defense. Those three things. Let's start with the red zone and really talk about maybe where this where this heads with the Longhorns uh, this year. Your your overall take on that right now as it is. Well, you know, I think this game is going to be a good barometer to see what they improved on and what they learned about themselves, uh, not during, not just the practice week, but during the bye week. You know, they're going to have to come up with some probably some new schemes uh, to try out. But also, I think health is a, is a big uh, factor as well. You know, losing Jake Majors. I think a lot of the red zone issues are compounded by the last game that we saw. Uh, they, they obviously existed and they manifested in that game. Uh, I'm not sure that they're as bad as what we saw versus OU going forward. I, I think that was uh, more of an anomaly. Uh, but obviously the loss of Jake Majors hurt. If Jake Majors can go this week or, or Cole Hudson can go, I think uh, I think red zone efficiency is going to improve just by the offensive line improving. Uh, but this is a, a U of H defense that's going to give up some yards on the ground and give up some yards in the air. Uh, so this would be the week to get right and hopefully try out some new schemes. You know, I would I would like to see them spread it out uh, the defense to, and then run the ball with Brooks. Brooks is very good at finding creases. Uh, the more spread out they are. Uh, the more likely he is to find a crease. Um, I saw an interesting stat the other day uh, where Texas has the most compact offense uh, when it uh, when discussing width in the entire country as far as how often they run tight sets, uh, bunch sets and that stuff. They're number one in the country in that. Uh, and, you know, that's a good one to pass from uh, because you guys can kind of go anywhere like a firework, you know, those fireworks that shoot off and go in all different directions. Um but if you're trying to run in a compact environment, it just suits the defense much better. So I'm interested in U of H. That's probably the number one thing I think a lot of us are going to be looking for is what they do in the red zone. Not necessarily how efficient they are, but if they've changed up their their uh, their way of operating. A couple of thoughts on that. And Brian Irwin on the lunch with the coach uh, yesterday, Eric, talked about this. Um, he said that, look, there's really three different areas of the red zone. There's the 20 yards and in where you still have mm -hmm. plenty of room. All right. Then there's short yardage in general that could be literally outside the red zone, but fourth and yeah. one on the 35, right? And then there's goal line. Right. Um, his thought is that Texas really needs to work on short yardage and goal line mm -hmm. more than it is about the red zone in particular. Um, and, and I think that's, that's a little bit about maybe ties into a little bit of what you're saying. Um, you can't necessarily go everywhere on short yardage and goal line, right? Even right. though you've got these tight formations. And, and that leads me to something Steve Sarkeesian talked about a little bit, but was, I thought, non-committal about. And that's perhaps protracted or increased usage of Savion Red in the red cap. Um, 
He wasn't really – he wouldn't commit to that in that that uh, Monday press conference. Your thoughts about the lack of going in that direction, or is that something that Steve Sarkeesian wants to use sparingly? Well, I don't know 100% for sure, but, you know, when, when talking about red zone inefficiency uh, a couple weeks ago, even before OU game, I mentioned that you might want to see more uh, saving on red. Uh, you know, because it does hurt Texas that that you don't want to run Quinn – uh, in that situation, it's one thing to run him off schedule when it's when it's basically wide open and he can pick when he slides. It's another thing to run him directly into contact. <clears throat> so I do like that. Uh, I do like that as an option. I, I think it's got to be a little bit of everything and you've got to be less, uh, you know, everybody kind of knows what Texas is going to do when they line up uh, in short yards because they're not going to run Quinn. Um, when when they do have Savian back there, you could do a pop pass with him. Obviously, I think, you know, he's already completed a pass this season, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, you get that big one to Gunnar Hill on fourth down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, you can become, uh, you know, a little more opportunistic in that regard. But also, it's just got to be – he's got to be a little uh, – he's got to spread it around and do a little bit of everything, I think. And that's not the greatest answer of all time, but but I think everybody has a beat on what they're trying to do. Uh, they're too predictable in, in many ways. And then as far as what Coach, uh, uh, Coach uh, said about uh, short yardage, I think that's a function of the offensive line. Um, and, you know, maybe uh, maybe Cedric Baxter needs a couple of those carries either, even though I'm not really faulting uh, Jonathan Brooks, but uh, they do need to do need to get a little more powerful at the point of attack. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because Jonathan Brooks has just been so terrific this year. Uh, and, and the other thing that was that strikes me about that stat you threw out there about Texas playing the most compact, um, it hasn't hurt the big play run game. Right. I mean, because once I think maybe once he breaks through, there's so much space, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. Not, yeah. Not, the people aren't coming from trail positions elsewhere, really. Right. Yeah. You look at their style of play. I mean, it, it, I was surprised to see the stat too, but not, you know, we watched Texas football a lot. And once you saw the stat, kind of the light bulb went off uh, and you can see that. But yeah, once he breaks that first level, he's trouble. Uh, you know, I think it helps big playability uh, in the passing game and in the run game, but the further you are from the, the line of scrimmage, you know, in, in between the 20s. So I think Sark, I think, you know, Sark is, is always been more focused on the big play. Um, he's, he's always alluded to that. You know, the, the more you drive the ball, the more bad things can happen. Uh, he wants that knockout punch. Uh, but I think that hurts their overall consistency on offense. Yes, it does. Uh, I agree. And that's that's going to be where a Quinn Ewers taking that next step like he did against OU in the last three quarters, Right. Um, I think is going to be more and more meaningful. The, the, the fewer mistakes he makes – the more on schedule he gets, yeah. uh, the more into hyperdrive this offense can go. And hopefully that's what we see the second half of this season. Uh, before we go to, down and talk about turnovers and breakdowns, I want to say thank you to our sponsor. Uh, the state of the program each and every week is brought to you by Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping injured Texans and his clients for more than two decades. If you've been injured in a car wreck and or uh, on the job and think you may need legal re representation, Call Adam at 512-280-0800 or visit him at LoweyLawFirm.com. Great thing about Adam, he and his firm offer a free consultation, no strings attached, uh, before you even get started, just to see if even you might be a, a situation that makes sense for you. Give him a call, 512-280-0800 or visit him at LoweyLawFirm.com. Uh, the other thing that Sark mentioned, Eric, uh, about... Uh, about that he wanted to see the second half of the season, more turnovers. And it wasn't more interceptions. It was more, why aren't we getting the ball put on the ground more by our opponents? Are we not hitting hard enough? 
Are we not stripping it hard enough? What is it about our team right now that isn't causing more fumbles? You agree with that? Well, you can always, you'd always like to see more. I, you know, I think, um, I think, you know, it's a function of tackling. They tackle poorly against OU, uh, but mainly it's about pursuit. You know, if, if you've got a couple guys at the ball, somebody can, can go for the ball while the other one's getting them down. Or when the ball comes out, there's somebody around the ball to pick it up. Um, we've actually seen more awareness on offense recovering fumbles this season uh, than the ability of defense to, to get the ball out and then pick it up. Uh, but yeah, turnover margin, you know, Texas, uh, the, the last game aside, Texas has, has done pretty well to protect the ball, but the margin isn't nearly as high as it should be. Uh, I, I imagine that's a frustrating thing. I, I think the defense is, is playing pretty well um, outside of, you know, some aspects of the last game. You know, I think that's probably something that we might, um, might regress to the mean uh, through the second half of the season. We'll see. Uh, you know, is that a function of athleticism, um, not getting more turnovers? Does that mean guys like Anthony Hill need to be on the field more? Um, what what is what could you see that truly meaning for uh, someone like uh, Steve Sarkeesian? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, the more playmakers you have on defense, you can have playmakers on defense just like you have them on offense. You know, the more explosive you are, the more likely you are to, to disrupt the play before it really uh, gets gets settled and in into its its route. Um, but I, I mean, I don't I, I don't know. I, I think the defense is playing pretty well. I think that there's a chance that they could come in bush, bushels. Um, you know. We'll see. I, I don't know. I, I, that's not a that's not a huge complaint I would have. Uh, I, I have bigger concerns of the defense enforcing fumbles, but um, you can never have enough of them. That's for sure. I mean, you look at the stats, Eric, and it, you know you get you understand why he's, he's upset about it. Uh, Longhorns have only forced one fumble this year, and really that was a it looked like a fumbled snap more than an actual true fumble. Uh, so Longhorns, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize it again. Yeah. The offense has done better to, to pick up fumbles than the defense so far, but yeah, they got to force them, knock them out uh, timely pursuit to the ball effort. Um, I think they've played with good effort. So maybe we'll see them come uh, by the boatload uh, in, the, in the coming weeks. Got got to get guys to the ground and got to, got to uh, with forcible pressure. Can't just patty cake. I think. All right. Uh, let's talk about breakdowns because um, there, there's no denying that uh, the last you know, half or the, excuse me, the last drive of OU included a couple of mental breakdowns from the Longhorns in the secondary. Um, Sark talked about that with respect to consistency um, and really what he wanted to see his team uh, overcome was he wanted them to be more consistent, consistent, even when the, all the chips are on the table, not just in the, in the middle parts of the quarters where you can get off the field and there's yeah. not as much necessarily you know, going, uh, but consistency at high pressure situations, he thinks comes down to communication and execution. Your, your thoughts on, on his comments there. Well, it's definitely about communication. Um, you know, you've got a, a mix of guys that are experienced out there and you shouldn't make the mistake like bend down the touchdown, but uh, you know, Derek Williams was out there. A true freshman. Is that the right situation to have a true freshman out there? He had a couple of important uh, uh, busts on that drive as well. Uh, so I think it's a mixed bag, but yeah, communication is always important. It's to me, it's hard to me to diagnose, uh, how to fix that because it hasn't always presented itself. They've played well together, uh, for the most part, a lot of the, uh, busts we've seen this year are more individual busts rather than systematic busts. Um, you know, Keaton Crawford losing his eyes, you know, Ryan Watts getting beat over the top and cover force situations like that. <clears throat> there haven't been nearly as many, uh, breakdowns. Uh, involving multiple players this season, uh, like we saw on 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 uh, against OU. So I think that's why a lot of people believe that loss was uncharacteristic. 
Um, Sark would say that that they played uncharacteristically in that game. Uh, you know, they, it can't happen in that situation. It was really the first time that they had been <clears throat> been tested in the fourth quarter. They, you know, even against Alabama, they just ran out the clock. And you know, something I wrote before that is is how is everybody going to react in a tight fourth quarter, including Sarkeesian when it comes to clock management, in game decision making. Uh, how are the players going to react? Uh, and we saw that they reacted poorly from, you know, the coaches reacted poorly and the players reacted poorly. It, it really is. It's interesting because Texas right now, um, you know, they, they weren't tested uh, too much prior to that OU game. Now we go into the second half of this schedule where, you know, there's going to be some tight games down the stretch. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the two minute defense was not good. The two-minute offense needed to run the ball out and couldn't do it. Um, any, any other small things that you think could really impact this, uh, the, the rest of this season going forward uh, as, as you look at it uh, from a larger perspective? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I mean, they just have to play focused every week. If they play focused and play well, even a B game beats OU. You know, just just play a good, solid football game, mistake free, and and uh, and, and you know, consistent. It's hard. Consistency isn't an answer because there's all the little things that go into being consistent. Uh, so you can't. It's, it's easy to say to be consistent, but what are you, you going to do? The things that require consistency, which is practicing uh, well consistently, always being focused, um, doing the extra study, film study. Um, you know. I, it, again, consistency isn't an answer. That's 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 Sark's job to figure out how they play consistency and consistently. And that's that's what the second half of the season is about. Can they consistently play? They've got six games left. In my opinion, they need to win all six. Uh, at this point, just making the Big 12 championship game to me is not good enough because we've seen what they can do. They they raised the bar when they beat Alabama. They raised the expectations, uh, and and now they have to live up to them. It's they're in a, they're, I wouldn't say they're in a tough spot. They should enjoy the position they're in. You know, I'm, I'm looking to see how they come out against uh, U of H because the second half sets up very well for them to kind of progress throughout the uh, the schedule and build themselves into a really good, formidable team uh, that can be borderline great towards the end. You know, U of H should be a relatively easy win. BYU is going to be a little bit diff- difficult. And then you have a K-State team uh, that is still dangerous despite having some some problems so far this season. I, I look at it, Eric, and that's that's interesting. Texas, you think, needs to build – the rest of the way and keep improving is what I'm hearing. And and I agree with that. I mean, they have the opportunity to improve their first six games, really the first five games can't be the highlight of the season. Is what you're saying. They have to continue even coming off of a bad loss, in my opinion, against OU and a bye week where they haven't been able to get back on the field. It feels like 
look, they have to be the thought process here is we have to keep be keep improving. We can't rest on our laurels with that Alabama win, even though the the Big 12 isn't necessarily the strongest league in the country this year. Yeah, game six should have been their best game of the season, and it was uh, really their worst game of the season. So they have to figure out why that was in a rivalry game. Uh, I'm not down on them at, at all. I'm just saying, <clears throat> you know, I, I had this team going 11-1. and one. Uh, I thought there would be a probability lost in the second half. Now my concern is they lost to OU. So now, but, but they haven't done anything to make me think they won't suffer another, another probability loss somewhere down the road. Now, you know, each game presents its own individual problems. And then, um, you know, there's a lot of different styles. There's some teams that are going to have confidence against them. Iowa State will have confidence. They're playing better. All, all these other teams are improving. You know, we said that, you know, when Texas started the season, they're not going to be the only team that's trying to improve. Uh, TCU had that embarrassing loss to start the season. They're going to end up being better. Uh, when November rolls around, uh, Iowa State's improved. <clears throat> Kansas State's playing has the ability to play well. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see. They have to. You know, I, I, we need evidence that they're going to improve throughout the season, and that's why I think coming out and uh, beating U of H convincingly, I think, is a very important step for them. All right, I want to look forward and talk about that U of H game uh, next with you. But first, I want to say thank you one last time to our sponsor. That's Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. <laughs> Been helping injured Texans for decades. Uh, 512-280-0800 or visit him at lowylawfirm.com. He's who you want to call if you've been injured in a car wreck, catastrophic car wreck, anything like that, or uh, on the job, uh, reach out to Adam at Adam, or excuse me, at 512-280-0800 or visit him at lowylawfirm.com. We appreciate his sponsorship. You talk about U of H, uh, uh, Eric, Longhorn's, match up right reasonably well here uh they can stop the run oh uh, u of h has a problem running the ball uh so that's going to be donovan smith trying to create a running game with his legs as well as getting hot as a passer but on defense u of h is in the 110s overall on defense and texas right now is averaging 480 some odd yards a game of total offense uh, there are aspects of this that really favor the Longhorns. Yeah, on the paper, this is a get-right game for sure. Um, you know, they should be able to build their confidence. They sh- you know, they should play well on both sides of the ball. I, th- I think that, that while we say that, U of H does present some problems. Donovan Smith uh, is a talented player. Uh, he can beat you with his arm or his legs. He can be inconsistent at times, but he's protecting the ball better this year than at any point last year. They, despite the run game uh, having its struggles, they do have some some talent at running back. I think the bigger problem is the offensive line. They should struggle mightily with uh, Texas's D line. On defense, they have a couple players, but but not a lot. I like the uh, the defensive tackle up front, Shadozi Wonko. He's a he's a good player. Uh, should be should give the the Texas interior just you know at least uh, at least some trouble. But overall, Texas should have the game. They need to come out focused, play hot, uh, and, and we need to see the we need to see the you know the second stringers in the second half. It's if, if they don't play really well this game, you have to kind of wonder, if, is this going to be is inconsistent play? Are they going to be slogging through each four, four quarter uh, week to week? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Right now, I, I'm a little bit down just because the last time we saw them, I, I want to see a spirited team come out, play with a lot of effort, play well, play well consistently. They didn't lose the game with OU because of effort. They lost right. because of execution. Right. Um, yeah, they play hard. That's why, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm surprised they don't force more fumbles because they do They do play hard. That's a, that's an effort stat often. Yeah. Often yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, look, I, I think that U of H presents some issues with the running quarterback that reared its head against Dylan Gabriel, but they're going to see more of that. 
the rest of the way. Uh, Avery Johnson just now uh, has been named a kind of a co-starter with Will Howard at yeah. uh, Kansas State. They're going to run the quarterback. Uh, you know some of that stuff is coming down the road. Uh, this will be – is it true? And in, in, uh, in obviously TCU is going to run their quarterback as well. Between TCU, U of H, and uh, really uh, TCU, U of H, Texas Tech, and uh, 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 who else was going to say? Oh, OU. Those are the four teams that kind of run the quarterback a little bit, along with Kansas State. So is, is though, are those the teams that you think might cause a little bit more problems for this Texas defense than others? I'm not quite as worried about the design runs. You know, Jalen Milrow likes to run the ball as well. It's more about when they scramble and the play breaks down, you know, where is the, if there's still lane integrity there to, to keep them in the pocket or, uh, you know, flush them out to the sidelines. Is there pressure and leverage on the quarterback at that point on design runs? I think that, uh, that that's a tough way to make a living against Texas. If you're going to just run the quarterback into the teeth of the defense, but you know, tech had some success with that last year with Donovan Smith. He's going to be confident uh, in this game because of how last year went. He's going to have some familiarity with the defense already because of his time at tech. Uh, so, so he does present a problem. He's a, he's a very good athlete. He's got some size and some strength to him. But on design runs, I think it's a tougher way to, to, to get over on Texas. I think the best way to do it is to, to spread them out. Uh, hopefully they're in man coverage and, and you can run the ball with their backs turned to the quarterback. I think that's a, that's a more likely recipe to, to have success with a running quarterback, more so than just running zone read and, and power with them. Interesting. All right. Uh, you mentioned uh, that one thing that, that Sarkeesian said, lane integrity was a big catch word for him and it's been Ooh. one uh we talked about this you go back to when uh arch manning made that big run in preseason work that 50 yard run part of the drop there reason for that run was a lack of lane integrity um right. and so and sarka uh, has mentioned that before all right uh, eric uh, longhorns you think should get right this weekend against the cougars in houston uh they've got byu next uh followed by kansas state uh, it's an interesting three-game three game stretch, but I, like you, feel like they need to get back on the they need to get back on the saddle and ride this one, and uh, put up some points against the Cougars and have a convincing win to get themselves refocused. Yeah, we should see a team that improves noticeably throughout the next three weeks. You know, obviously, you know they could score more points against U of H uh, than BYU. That's obviously you know more likely. That doesn't mean they played a better game. You want to see them improving and build up momentum for the for the final stretch. Because, you know, all these teams, if, uh, we do undersell motivation, I think. All these teams are every bit as motivated to, as Texas to win, maybe even more so. Uh, you don't, They don't want to find themselves in, in a shootout in the fourth quarter where the margin for error shrinks to, to almost nothing. Uh, look at college football. It, throughout Last weekend was a, was a case study in, in what happens in, if the games are kept close. Even uh, U of H's game, they, they lost that game twice and then won it at the end. Uh, Colorado's game versus Stanford is <laughs> something we've never seen before. Uh, and then, you know, U of H or, uh, I mean, uh, Washington versus Oregon, uh, that game could have gone either way because it was very close, but, you know, Washington had a 10 point lead, uh, in the, in the third quarter, it looked like they had a chance to, to, to make that lead insurmountable and Oregon ended up taking the lead. So college football is wild, but Texas has enough talent to keep themselves out of these wild, uh, situations. You know, if, if they find yourself in a wild situation, then, the, the ball can bounce your way or it could go the other way and, and uh, automatic or maybe the zebras, maybe the zebras make a bad call and influence the outcome. You never know. Yeah, that's a good point. Boy, uh, that, that's a really good point there at the end. All right. Uh, uh, Eric and I both write and uh, work for InsideTexas.com. Eric's the publisher. I'm a 
uh, columnist for the, the site. Uh, give us a try if you haven't already subscribed before. Uh, right now, we're running a special $1 for two months. Make sure you use the code OTFIT23. That's OTFIT23. Uh, make sure you select the monthly offer. You have to do that to get this special deal. Uh, once again, give us a try at InsideTexas.com. All right, uh, Eric, I appreciate your time for the state of the program brought to you by Adam Lowy. Any final or closing thoughts? No, I mean, it's, again, just go play. It's, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how many UT fans are in Robertson Stadium. That should, that should look a lot like a home game. Uh, to uh, Tilmer Fertitta's dismay. Hopefully the camera pans to Tilmer Fertitta when they announce it or when they show that crowd. <laughs> okay. All right. Eric Dolly, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Thanks. That's been State of the Program.